and because that's the value of it, right? That's where they're going to go. Marty taught me this. And ever since I did this, this is what has happened for my business or for my relationships or for culture or for my team members or whatever that thing is that they pulled away from it. Um, We just want to make sure that they have something that they can hang on to that says that was amazing. I'm taking that and I'm stealing it and I'm going to implement it right away. I'm Nicole Miller, and welcome to the Construction Influencer Podcast, where we talk about construction, leadership, sales, and best of all, we get to know leaders within our industry that inspire and influence people every single day. With us today, we have Marty Glasky of GAFCON. Marty has been with GAFCON for 15 years, give or take a couple of months, right, Marty? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a senior vice president at GAFCON, where his tasks and roles and responsibilities have to do with client development. So Marty, I'm going to turn the call over to you. If you can tell us a little bit about your role at GAFCON, specifically what your responsibilities are. Sure. Um, Good morning and thank you for having me on. This is really exciting. Um, It's an honor to be here. Um, So yeah, as you said, I've been with GAFCON uh, 15 plus years. GAFCON is a construction management program management firm headquartered in San Diego with offices in Orange County and Los Angeles. We also do work across the country and worldwide. Um, So my role as a senior vice president of client development is just to ensure that we are strategically placing ourselves in the market for sustainable growth and ensuring that we keep up the relationships with our current clients, our outside clients and our inside clients as well, which is our staff and our employees spread throughout Southern California. Awesome. Um, I think just to kind of go back into how you and I met, we had an interaction over, I think LinkedIn was our very first interaction. It was. Small little social media platform called LinkedIn that's incredibly (laughs) powerful. Um, You and I had that first interaction. From there, we've developed this, you know, relationship where I've been inspired and I've learned some things from you in terms of how you um, create culture and develop people within GAFCON. And originally you and I were talking about, you know, how many people do you manage? Who are you really responsible for? And in that conversation, I was able to uncover some really cool practices that I think that people can run with, grab onto, and implement in their own businesses. If they're a CEO, if they are ownership, if they're a leader, I think you do some really cool things that a lot of people don't, um, that they can grab onto and implement right now today. So I would love for you to share some of those things. Sure, so so a little background, you know, GAFCON is our owners, Pam and Yehuda Gaffin, are uh, South Africans. So at GAFCON, we call ourselves a tribe. And if, if you follow me on LinkedIn or, any other social media platform, you're gonna see that. I always reference the tribe. So we have what is called a tribe mentality, right? And we have tribal codes that we that we adhere to on our day-to-day practice, both internally and externally. And you know, that really sets the tone for our culture. And, and we also have a culture committee, which I am the chair of. So it's very important at GAFCON to ensure that we understand our clients are internal and external. So as part of my job is to ensure that I 
am an advocate for the culture at GAFCON, while at the same time keeping and ensuring that everybody in the company understands what the culture is, understands what's expected of them, and also offers a clear path of communication to executive leadership if they have any questions, comments, or concerns about you know, um, the leadership and or the culture and or what we're doing here. So I, I really like the way we do it because we offer a clear line of communication to everybody, both internally and externally when it comes to culture and relationships. So, you know, in my role, oh, go ahead. So yeah, let me just dig in really deep into that tribe, that tribal culture mentality. What is that? What are the characteristics of that? You know, it, the, the tribe, we have like six different codes and it's it's everything from external, taking care of your clients, understanding your client's needs, being an advocate for your client while at the same time being an advocate for the community. We put ourselves into the community. We like to say we're woven into the fabric of the communities we work in. And internally, the tribe is, you know, our code, tribal code is empathy, understanding what your coworkers are doing, understanding what your coworkers need, and also understanding what our primary goal is and in, in, in how we operate. So really the codes are kind of like a, a set of standards that we hold ourselves to both internally and externally. And it's, it's really cool and, and our staff really likes it. It's, it's clear, it's concise, and it shows who we are as a company, who we are as people, and who we're expected to be as employees of GAFCON. That's interesting and I love that mentality. How do you, as a leadership team, I'm sure it's easy to share that common mentality, right? Because that's kind of who leaders are. How right. do you then have that trickle down into the rest of the team? Yeah, so so that's always the tough part, right? Because right. in construction, as we all know, we are not all housed at one location. You know, we have our corporate here where we have 30, 40 people, then we're all at different sites. So it's it's sometimes it's tough. Yeah. To continually push down that information. But but I like to focus on a few different things. Number one, engagement, right? I have to be engaged with the staff. I have to be engaged with the employees and I have to be engaged with every single person, whether you're a project engineer, all the way to the CEO. Engagement is key. Letting people know that you're there, you're invested in what's going on and you care about what's going on. Right. So it, with that investment also comes communication. I want to right. back into your engagement really quickly, though. Okay. Is is the communication your second bullet point? Yeah. How do you, Marty, engage people? Right. So are we talking pre-COVID or post-COVID? Right. So it's a totally different mindset now, isn't it? It's it's, it it's is. really a different mindset. So um, engagement is a bunch of different ways here at GAFCON. Number one, we have you know informational emails. We have inspirational um, emails from GAF, our owner. Um, we engage with the the staff by including them in various outreach efforts. Prior to COVID, uh, you know, I every day I was at a different job site, interacting with people, talking to them, seeing how it's going, taking pictures, posting on LinkedIn, you know, talking to them one on one, seeing how you doing, how's everything going, what can we help you with, and you know, and now with COVID going on and a lot of our job sites not being able to to visit, I rely a lot on telephone calls, Zoom calls, Teams calls, emails, you know, weekly updates, all the above. So we've kind of gone from a in-person communication to a, a digital type communication, which which as a as an extrovert, I don't like. I want to be out there seeing these people. I want to be talking. I want to be interacting with internal and external clients. So, 
you know, we've had to shift a little bit, but we still really focus on that engagement part because they just, you know, especially now when you're out in the field and you don't see us from the main office or we're not interacting, it's super important to continue that engagement and communication. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think with both internal and external clients, that's so key because we can't go shake a hand or give a hug or, you know, any of that stuff with right. most clients. So to be able to make sure that we're leveraging the technology that we have to stay in front of people as much as we can, I think it's easy for people to pick up the phone or shoot an email over. Um, what I love about you is that we, last week, I think it was, we just jumped on a quick call and, you know, spoke to one another and how are things going down there? What is GAFCON experiencing? What is Corey experiencing? And it just adds that little additional touch, although we can never, um, being in front of somebody, the human touch can never be replaced, but we work with what we've got. This is our reality right now, right? Yeah, it is our reality, and and I like that statement. We work with what we've got, right? So I usually try every day to to randomly go through our our corporate directory and pick four to six people, give them a call, and say, "How you doing? You know, how's everything out there? How's the family? How are you keeping up? You know, is there anything you need or anything like that?" Now, you know, we have division managers, we have directors, we have all different types of leaders here, but you know, in my role as a culture cheerleader and as a you know pusher of the culture and, and of our tribal codes, I try to reach out to, you know, as I said, four to six people a day and just check in, you know, and and because after being here so long, we talk about the tribe culture, but the, the tribe culture is also, also a family culture. You know, we're a family business and every single person who works here is part of my family. So we have to make sure, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, our family is doing well. So I, I think that's key is, is being genuine and getting out there and communicating, whether it is in person, Zoom or Teams. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole purpose of having the tribal culture is to create exactly what you guys are creating, but you've also have to find ways to sustain that culture and to make sure that it truly, truly sticks that way. And it sounds like you guys got it. I didn't mean to get you too far off point. Your um, engagement was your first point and then communication was your second. So um, do you have any specifics on how you communicate? I think we talked a little bit about Zoom and picking up the phone, but I didn't want to get you off of your bullet point too far. No, no, I appreciate it. So, <laughs> communication is key, right? Communication and the reinforcement of said communication. We got to make sure that that we're interacting and talking to people and communicating with them. If we and I try to differentiate it between internal communication and external communication internally. With my internal clients, which is the staff of, of the company, you know, as I said, it's a quick Zoom call, it's a quick Teams call, it's an email, and when available and if applicable. And if I can, I will stop by job sites to check in and, you know, check in, make sure everything's good, maybe bring donuts, maybe bring, you know, lunch, something like that, just to engage externally. It's a little bit more difficult at times to get a hold of clients, get a hold of potential clients, get a hold of people within the industry. I use LinkedIn quite a bit. I post a lot of updates on LinkedIn. I communicate via LinkedIn. But one of the things that I really love to do, and we talked about this last week, is I'm a letter writer. Mm -hmm. I, I love to personally write letters to clients, friends, and all the above and just shoot them out. And it, and it could be anything. It could be a, a letter saying, you know, hey, Nicole, I saw your post on LinkedIn. It really inspired me. Thank you. Or it could be, you know, hey, John, uh, you know, I know your son's starting sixth grade this year. Hey, distance learning is tough. Wishing you all the best, you know, keep in touch and, and, and stuff like that. So I try to send, you know, four to six a day, you know, handwritten notes. I, I, I try to keep in touch. And I think people really like that. Oh, 
when you told me about that, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people do it. And it's, again, one of those basic things I think that we get away from. Uh, me, I get away from, you're currently practicing it, so I'll speak for yeah. myself. But it was such a reminder for me to just get back to basics and sit down and just write a couple of things to somebody because it shows that we care. Yeah, it's right? genuine. You know, it's, it's genuine. It's not an email that I've typed up and said, hi, Nicole, how are you doing? I've taken the time to write it because I really care about, you know, uh, the clients internally, externally, my friends in the business. I want to see how they're doing. And I love getting a handwritten note every now and then because I do get them, you know, once in a while saying, hey, Marty, I saw this. That was a great post. It, you know, it it makes you feel good. It makes you feel engaged. It makes you feel like that person took an extra minute to actually write something out, close it, put an envelope in an envelope, put a stamp on it and send it out. It's 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 a great personal touch. And I get a lot of satisfaction and enjoyment out of doing it. I really Absolutely. feel like I'm connecting with people when I do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And you, as you are that kind of guy that you are, you're a connector and you like to connect. And so that makes you feel like you're doing something great. How is the response from people? Uh, it's, it's interesting, right? Um, for every, I, I will say the average for every 10 I send out, I get one or two responses saying, thank you. It made my day. That was fantastic. I didn't know if anyone read that post, you know, getting something like that was, was great to see, but you know, it, it, the responses aren't exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I love to hear back from them, but you know, it's a personal satisfaction and it's a, um, you know, professional satisfaction that I'm that I'm keeping up with my contacts. I'm keeping up with the people we work with, and I'm and I'm letting them know that we genuinely care about what they're doing and who they are. I, I get so much satisfaction out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said with when there's a leader or anybody in an organization that takes that extra step just to show people that they care, especially our internal clients, our team members, right? You and I yeah. talked last week about internal clients, and I may, you probably saw the video on LinkedIn as well, but um, the experience that our, our internal clients have has a direct correlation to how our external clients have an experience with us as well. So, so all of this has been, you know, engagement, making sure that we're engaging with our, our internal and external clients, however we can do that in this world today. And then communication, staying on top of communication. And then that little takeaway of just write a quick handwritten note, send it off. So all of these are like really, you know, warm and great things to execute and actually things that people can execute right off the bat. And as I was thinking about this interview with you, I was thinking about you are a culture guy, right? Like you're the guy that is developing culture, you're sustaining the culture, you're creating relationships. And I also know that on the other side of your job, you have a responsibility to to give developmental feedback to people, right? Yeah. So how do you maintain a strong tribal culture and also provide feedback to people that might not be so fantastic. Right, right. The, we call those the difficult conversations, right? Yeah. Or, or the tough conversations. I think every leader has to have those, right? Um, we have to we have to understand that while we're building the culture and while we're while we're working on internal clients and building up, there are times where we have to have those difficult conversations. But we try to structure those conversations 
around a positive note, right? So when you have a difficult conversation with a staff member, internal client or whatever, you know, we, we try to bring it back to one of the tribal codes or we try to bring it back to a positive uh, statement, you know, so it's, it's, you know, we need to work on this because of the tribal code and this is what's expected from the client. So yeah, it's it's really drawing a fine line between being a corporate cheerleader, being a leader, and at the same time being able to be that person who can constructively talk to the staff and the employees and say, you know, we need to fix this, we need to change that. Let's look at it strategically, how moving forward we can be successful and I can help you be successful, right? So we try at GAFCON, we try to focus on the positives and lead them down the positive track as opposed to focusing on any negatives. Not the negative, yeah. And I yeah. love that you have a foundation so strong at GAFCON and within you that you can loop it back to your tribal mentality of the tribal code, right? It, it's right. easy to then just say, we do this and this is why. This is who we are as a company. And then they get yeah. on track. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it and, it and it all trickles down from leadership. I mean, our CEO, you know, Gaff, uh, believes in and, 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 you know, pushes the tribal code. Uh, Robin Devine, our president, believes in and pushes the tribal code. All of our C-level suite pushes it. All of our senior executives push it. I mean, we expect you to, when, when you're an employee of GAFCON, to understand the tribal code, live it, and, and work it throughout the day and, and kind of shape who you are. So it's really great when all the leadership is, is in belief of it and believes it and practices it as well. So you can see it being practiced by these leaders. So it's fantastic. It's awesome. It's powerful yeah. that you yeah. all are aligned into the same mission. Basically, yeah. it's the same vision and it's really, really powerful. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of when, when I was pulling this all together and thinking of the things that you and I spoke about, it reminded me of, did you ever listen to Zig Ziglar? I did when I was a kid. My mom used to listen to Zig Ziglar on the radio all the time. And so I grew up with Zig in my ear. But one of his quotes is, you don't build a business, you build people, people then build the business. Right. And that's exactly what I took away from our conversation. And I think when we focus on our people and pour into them, the rest just falls into place. And you're yeah, such an I, example I, I of that. that. Yeah, I agree. In 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 what I find sometimes is in in these companies is a company will focus on external clients because that's basically right. That's where the money's coming from. Right. That's it what you're doing. Yeah, and, and they forget that you know internally we have clients as well, and and that's always my mindset as a business development, as a client development internal leader is. My, I, I have two sets of clients, right? Internally, I have the business line leaders. I have the leaders who I have to service. I have to make sure that you know they're healthy and they're growing and all the above. And external, I have the same type of clients that I have to nurture and like a plant, right? We feed it, we water yes. it, make sure it grows. We give it sunlight, we talk to it, all the above. And I think sometimes that's missing. Sometimes we forget that internally we have clients as well and that those internal clients well-being are just as important as an external clients well-being absolutely i agree with that and even you know do i dare say even maybe more because they really are the yeah. core of what makes our companies go if we didn't have the employees to support us we may not have the clients that we have Right. So I think it's there's some equality there in how much we should be pouring into both external and internal clients. But yeah, I love and I'm inspired and I admire the way that you lead. 
Um, I knew that from the time that I met you, that you just had this thing about you, that you had some real passion for people and that you pour into people. And this conversation just shows that you have some really core things that you stick to. And I hope that our listeners can take some of those away and implement them into their cultures as well, because culture is such a huge thing in our companies. And if we don't have a culture, it, it starts to fall through. It falls yeah. through the cracks, right? 100%. So thank you for being here. And just real quickly, where can people find you? If somebody wants to reach out to you and say, hey, Marty, I loved what you shared. Can we talk more about this? How can they reach you? Sure, yeah, they can reach me on LinkedIn. Um, pretty visible there. Or mglasky at gafcon.com. Yeah, any any emails and I always say this right I send an email out every week to our internal staff with like what I'm doing this week you know what I'm listening to the stuff I'm looking at on um, on Netflix and you know crazy anecdotes about about the world and I always say reach out I'd love to I'd love to talk to you let's go grab a coffee let's email let's go let's go hike let's go walk so anybody listening to this saying you know I'd love to get together email me and you know we can make it work. I love I love talking to anybody and getting out there and and, and talking about the Gafcon way and the Gafcon culture and and how we do things. Thank you so much, Marty. Appreciate it very very much. I hope everybody was inspired by some of Marty's practices. Make sure that you like, share, and comment, and don't forget to subscribe. I'll see you guys soon.